Hello and welcome to Career Queens and Kings, the show all about job options. Career Queens and Kings, the place to help you choose your passion. I'm your host, Gisela Melli. Now there are many locations in the valley where one can go to learn self-defense. The one we will be learning about today is located in Van Nuys, California. My guest today is Julio Trana with Saxon Academy, known for competing at the highest level. Julio, thank you so much for being here today to talk about your working experience as a mixed martial arts trainer. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. So to begin, I know that you attended the University of Phoenix. What was your major and how was the college experience like for you? Um, so I went to University of Phoenix for about one year. Um, and I was trying to major in business administration. And, uh, like I said, I went there for a year and then I transferred. And, uh, once I transferred, I went to, uh, Pierce college. Um, I went to Pierce for like half a semester and I got a really, really good job. And I'll be honest, I stopped going to school after that. What inspired you to become a trainer in the mixed martial arts industry? Um, well, martial arts has always been a part of my life. Um, but, um, as far as like wanting to open up a gym and be a trainer that happened when I started, uh, working in the corporate world. What was the journey like starting your own business and what went into starting that? Um, a lot of hard work went into it, you know, when you start up. Uh, a business, you obviously, you, uh, you never know how it's going to go. Um, but, uh, it was, it was obviously a great decision, um, able to, uh, to provide, you know, not, not only food, but, but, uh, a job now for, for my family and, and for, for members of the gym who now teach at the gym and, uh, yeah, a lot of work went into that and uh you know it's we've been open for 12 years now and uh it's it, it was it's it's been a roller coaster but uh the last couple of years you know it looks like we're uh we're starting to just climb and go and go up so yeah a little roller coaster a fun one though <laughs> great um can you share how your family is part of the academy um yeah my uh so I started training when I was uh, five years old. I started training with my dad. My uh, my dad started training with me, and then about six months later, my my mom joined. She joined the gym, and then about a year later, both my sisters joined. So we started. We all trained um, leading up to open up opening up our own gym. So when we opened up the gym, it was uh, it was just me, uh, me, my dad, and and my mom and my wife. And uh, now it's still us four, and we've expanded uh, the roster with, with, with more employees, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it's me, my mom, my dad, and my wife that, that work at the gym. And, um, nah. What type of equipment do you use for training? Uh, all sorts of equipment. We got, uh, we got tie pads, which you call tie pads. Those are for, like, striking, for, uh, for hitting. We got punching bags. Um, the mats that are very important because uh, everything that we do, you, you don't wear shoes. So you, you need to have like a different uh, different type of canvas. 
Um, we have a ring, you know, and then your typical equipment that you'd see at a, at a regular, like, uh, fitness gym. You know, we got treadmills, we got, uh, roll bikes, we got weights, but, uh, for the most part, the equipment that we use are, are tie pads and heavy bags. Can you explain in detail what your first day on the job was like? Uh, my first day uh, as a business owner? Yes. Yeah. So my, the first day uh, that we opened up the gym, <clears throat> we had one class, and that class was uh, at 7 p.m. So what was my day like? It was very long because I had to wait till it was 7 p.m. Uh, to have our first official class. So that day was just filled of preparation, um, thinking about what I was going to teach. I must have changed uh, what I was going to teach about 10 times because I, I just, I had so much time. I was like, I'm going to teach this. And then it was 1 o'clock. I'm like, I'm going to teach this. So as the time was going on, I, I I just kept changing what I was doing. But that that's really all it was. And then I taught my class and then done. How did you promote your business to get started? Um, first, it was word of mouth. Uh, it was word of mouth. And then when, when we had students, this was 12 years ago, Facebook was kind of like just getting started. Maybe Facebook was two years old. And one of my students told me to open up a Facebook page for the business. Um, I did that. And then everything was just Facebook, Facebook, social media. Um, and that's the only way that we've been really, uh, kind of spreading the word about the gym is social media. How many students did you have then compared to now? Um, it was a big difference. We started off with 12 students. We have over 300 students now. Were there any challenges you had to face? And if so, how did you overcome them? Every single year. Every single year there's a new challenge. Um, yeah, I can't be specific, but I mean, since you asked me that question, it's kind of like, to generalize it, every single year there is a challenge, um, whether a business owner, a coach, whatever it is. How do you overcome them? Um, you just stay with it. You don't run away from it. You know, um, a lot of people sometimes when they face challenges, especially as businesses, they just end up closing. Um, one of the biggest challenges was COVID. When uh, COVID hit, a lot of businesses closed. Um, I didn't. You know, I just uh, we kind of stuck with our guns and. Uh, we, we stayed in business, thankfully. How did you make the gym uh, COVID-free for your trainers? Um, well, a good way to be COVID-free is to be healthy. So that was one way already. I think a lot of us were doing our part before COVID hit um, by staying healthy. I think a lot of people uh, let that go over their heads and didn't realize that a lot of people that were getting sick weren't very healthy. And one thing besides, especially when the shot wasn't around, when you don't have a vaccine that's around, like at the time, what could you really do? Um, and one of the things that you could do was stay healthy. Um, so we were already doing it before COVID-19 even hit. And then after, what were we doing? The same thing, staying healthy. Things that we were doing before, after every single class, we always bleach the mats. We always bleach the equipment that we use. Um, my mom is a fan of bleach, you know, she, she cleans everything. 
And uh, that's one of the benefits of having your family uh, be part of your business. Having my mom being at the gym, she's going to care a little bit extra to keep the gym clean than some random person that I hire and tell them to clean the mat. So what did I do? Everything remained the same. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that our track record was good. You know, people people um, did get sick uh, and they recovered within like two, three days. And, and, and that was like at the very beginning. And then now, you know, everything is good. So, yeah, a lot of good things actually happened um, when COVID happened. You know, we've always been clean, but I think people started realizing how clean we were after. Right. What went into the overall design of the gym itself um what do you mean like uh as far as yeah um it was me it was just me uh just messing around drawing thinking about where i wanted certain things picturing visualizing a lot of visualizing goes into play you know when you when you want to open a business you know, whatever it is, like a restaurant, you know, if you think of a restaurant, when you go into an empty location and you open the door, you visualize where you see the kitchen, where you see the table, where you see, you know, people coming in. Um, and that's how I saw this place when we opened up the new gym. Um, I just visualized where the, the ring was going to be. I knew where I wanted the mats and kind of just drew it out, you know, um, and that's how it happened. What was that like for you as far as switching uh, locations for your business? Um, it was scary. It was scary because my rent went from, uh, I'm paying four times the rent amount that I was paying in the first location. And that's a big jump. Um, you know, it's like uh, you're getting a bigger space. You're always worried about in that space. Um, but what, what ended up happening, exactly what I just said was we opened up a bigger gym and it looks like more people wanted to come and and, and it worked out so great uh what has been being a trainer taught you personally and career-wise um that everybody needs help um and everybody needs help achieving their goals you know, um, in this specifically in my field, um, you definitely need somebody by your side. You need somebody to push you, whether it's fighting, losing weight, getting in shape, you know, having somebody kind of get, getting that little extra is, uh, is needed. And, uh, not everybody needs to get motivated the same way. Um, everybody's different. So learning that and learning the personalities that, that you have to deal with on a day to day basis don't deal with those personalities and, and to uh, get your message across is something that I learn like every day. Um, and that's why I like what I do, you know. And on that topic, who would you say has been your greatest support system? My wife. My wife, my mom, my dad, everybody that I work with. Everybody that's at the gym right now is my biggest support system. You know, it's uh we, we have a gym, but we also have a team. And and I, I, I happen to be the leader of that team. And everybody that's around me um, obviously supports what we got going on. So, but it starts with that, my family. 
great. How has owning your own business impacted your social life? Let me ask you something. What do you, what, what is social life to you? As far as uh, being able to meet new people, uh, having new opportunities that have impacted your social life in a positive way. still happens you know people come in you people always want to try working out unfortunately people get motivated and lose the motivation and when that happens somebody new is always walking in the door um we have people that compete i have people that uh compete out of the state out of the country uh, i've been able to travel the world you know, I've met people all over the world. So if anything, I think I've had probably more of a social life um, than the average person who has, like I worked at the bank. Um, I worked for the bank for about four or five years. Um, there was no social life there. You sit behind a desk. That's not, that's not a social life. You, you leave, you go home and you can't wait to just go home and relax because you're so tired of being at work um so i like to compare it to that i'm like man i don't even remember having a social life when i had a regular job so now i think my social life is existing what countries have your fighters gone to and where have you been able to go to as well um canada mexico brazil australia england uh, Russia, uh, Kazakhstan, yeah, I've gone everywhere. <laughs> and as far as traveling, what has the, I'm sorry, you said, oh, I said Dubai, Dubai was like the last one, that one was dope. And as far as traveling, what has that been like for you? It has its positive and negatives, <clears throat> but I'm definitely not going to complain. You know, um, when I travel, I'm typically, if, if I'm gone out of the country, I'm gone for about a week. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm gone for a week away from my family, away from my wife, away from my kids, um, away from my gym, you know. Um, so on that end, it's, 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 that's not the fun part. Um, on the other end, I get to travel for free. I get to go to a country under somebody else's expense. I get to explore that place. And if I like it, I get to bring my family maybe one day and know where, where I want to go. So uh, there's positives, definitely. More positives than negatives. Great. How do you prepare your fighters for a match? Um. Everyone is different, but, uh, so, you know, just, uh, generalize it is, uh, you train every day, you, uh, you run every day, uh, you try to, uh, at least get some, some, some pad work. And I was talking, you asked me what we use, uh, what equipment we use. We use the tie pads a lot, uh, especially if you have a fight coming up, we try to get some live barring 
sparring, like simulating a fight, um, a lot of sparring rounds, a lot of running, and a lot of tie pads. Uh, but that's a, a fight camp typically consists of like six to eight weeks. So that's what you're doing in, in, in that time. see here um so on your instagram you shared the excitement about the cali kids for no limits competition can you share information about the event and what it's like training children yeah so um i love training kids now um i didn't like training kids before i never wanted to train kids and i know that's weird because i have a 14 year old son yeah, so Cali Kids is um, it's a kids promotion. It's a promotion of uh, kids from the age of eight to seventeen, um, and we're looking for for Muay Thai full clo- the closest to full rules Muay Thai. Now, full rules Muay Thai would mean that you can throw elbows. Um, that's the only thing the kids can do. Um, the kids can can punch, can kick, they can kick the head and everything. Um, I bring that up because that's kind of a big deal. Um, they they used to not let kids do that, um, and where they and if they did, it was like in very you know different states. Like Arizona was one of them, Vegas. So once they started doing that, um, I got together with uh, a guy named Troy Fisher, who's a good friend of mine. We've been friends for about. 30 years um and he has a promotion called uh cali muay thai and i told him um i was like man i was like i think it's time to to start a a kids promotion you know uh uh, for for just kids um he said yes and we had our first show last year in october um we did it at the burbank marriott and uh it was dope you know it was at the Burbank Marriott, the same location where you have professional Muay Thai fighters fight, you've had professional MMA fighters, and we were able to put on a show for kids, um, like I said, from the age of 8 to 17, and uh, it was dope. It was dope. It was the first of its kind, and we're on our fourth show now. Our next show is going to be June 18th, um, again at the Burbank Marriott, and uh, we're excited. You were excited because uh, it gives a platform um, for the kids. You know, uh, when I when I started competing, uh, I was five years old. My first fight, I was five years old, and there was nothing like what Cali Kids is. Um, and I wish there would have been because I think if if there would have been things like Cali Kids. Um, I probably would have trained a little bit harder. I probably would have stuck around and been a fighter, not a coach. But I don't know. Um, I just think that this is dope, and it, and it kind of gives uh, kids a platform to like compete, um, which is fun. It's fun. It's fun training kids. You know, I think kids are. Uh, most kids have a lot of energy, and that energy needs to be uh, released. And one of the best places to release it is at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Can you share some of your personal experiences as a fighter yourself? Um, yeah, I, I mostly competed uh, as, as a kid, um, as a minor. My, my last fight, I was, uh, I was 18 years old, actually. Um, and I had one fight when I was 18. Um, but I competed from when I was five years old um, to like 18, 18 years old. Um, and it was always different, you know, 
uh, it was very different back then. Um, you just kind of showed up and you would hope that there was somebody your size, your weight, um, and you just fought. Um, and I kind of went through that. I went through that and, uh, it was fun. It was cool. Um, my coach left, <clears throat> my coach left, he moved to Texas when I was 17, uh, 16, 17 years old. And when he left, uh, it wasn't the same. Um, I had one fight without my original coach and, uh, I didn't like it. So once I, once I did that and, and, and I didn't like it, I was like, um, I was like, I'm done with this. So that's what it was like. <laughs> And as far as being a trainer, what is your main goal? As a trainer, uh, to help whoever's in front of me reach their goal. Great. Uh, what type of self-defense do you teach? Um, when it comes to self-defense, uh, some of the things that uh, we do in Muay Thai can apply to uh to a street to a to, to self-defense on the streets you know um i'll give you like one real quick example a lot of people always think that like punching somebody uh in the face like if you're if, if you're getting held or something like it's, it's a good idea it's actually not a good idea to ever punch anybody in the face because uh i don't know if you can feel your face but your face is actually kind of hard and when you punch something hard yeah, your hand actually will hurt if you punch your, uh, someone's face. Um, so I always tell people, never use these because these will get busted up. Use these instead. This is a lot harder. So in Muay Thai, we use elbows and, and sometimes just kind of like, you know, not starting anything, be like, oh, please, I don't want anything. And then just letting go one of these, you're good. <laughs> so that's the type of self-defense we teach. <laughs> Great. Uh, what days and hours uh, is the academy open? We are open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 8, 9 p.m. Uh, Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Sundays were closed. What are some major highlights as a trainer for Saxon Academy? Um, it, it changes, you know. Uh, every every year there's always one like oh this is the one this is the one um but a lot of them come to mind you know like the, the first year that we opened up our gym our first uh our first main event was was memorable um our first title fight um as a gym was memorable um you know uh when we had our first pro uh, uh amateur fighter turned pro that was memorable. Um, you know, Brian, Brian Del Rosario making his pro debut, Georgie Garcia making his pro debut. Um, man, uh, Alan Joban uh, fighting Mike Perry uh, on UFC Fox. Uh, that was that was one that stands out. Uh, that was kind of like one of those that like had a lot of build up to it, and uh, you know, th things kind of played out. Uh, obviously in our favor but but that one was a fun one but uh yeah just every year it changes you know this year we we had a a memorable one uh spencer spencer mix who's been a uh, longtime student longtime fighter of the gym uh just turned pro and uh he won his pro debut so 
that's one that you know kind of stands out already great and my last question is what advice do you have for those wanting to pursue a career in the martial arts industry um don't do it for the money uh i remember hearing that from uh, some close friends of, of mine and uh i mean i never did it for the money uh but definitely i think a lot of people start with the idea that like man i i can make a lot of money off of this and i think it's not just martial arts like i think in anything you know uh don't go in wanting money out of it going go in wanting to do it and then once you know that you want to do it then have fun doing it cuz those two things are important you know every single day we do something um that we all do and that's wake up and then we have to do something and whatever that something is is you got to want to do it and then it's got to be kind of fun um, once those things are checked off uh i think you'll find success and uh especially in martial arts so yeah. Julio thank you so much for joining me today good luck with your future career goals you can find Julio on Instagram at Saxon Muay Thai. For more information, go to kpcradio.com. I want to thank you all for listening. I'm Gisela Melli.